Here's a question for you. Could the fear of failure syndrome be holding you back? I first heard this term this weekend. It's not like an official medical term or anything like that. It's not a diagnosis, but I think that it's kind of useful. It's kind of useful in understanding something that goes on with a lot of us. And so I wanna talk about what it is, signs you might have it, and how to deal with it if you do. These are the proven direct response, marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, today's episode, as usual, is sponsored by me. I'm going to ask you to check out the first link in the description, which will take you to training your subconscious success mechanism. Training your subconscious success mechanism. This is a training that I put together knowing how powerful it is to get your mind like in alignment with itself, your conscious and subconscious and unconscious mind all working together to serve whatever goals you've set out for yourself and for your life. And that training is all about that process. Check it out. Link is in the description. It's part of my BTMS Insiders training library. So you pay one low monthly fee. You get a ton of training that is useful to copywriters, marketers, and entrepreneurs. And sometimes that's what's going on in here. And sometimes that's the work that comes out uh, as you are doing your marketing and building your business. Check it out. Links in the description. All right. Uh, so how, how the heck did I discover this fear of failure syndrome? Well, I signed up for hockey coaching. Uh, I played for a bunch of years growing up. I played for, uh, I played for seven years growing up and a couple of years as an adult before I had kids. But then, you know, as my kids have grown up, nobody has really embraced it. Nobody's really decided that's what I want to do until this year. Uh, my son, Dominic, who's 13, decided to give it a try. And because of all of my experience and how excited I am every time my skates hit the ice, I volunteered to be an assistant coach. And as part of that, I'm going through this coach training. So USA Hockey, it's uh, like, I really love how the organization is run uh, and... <laughs> And they have a ton of requirements, even if you just want to be like an on-ice assistant coach or like somebody who's just there to help out. So part of what I've had to do is go through this training uh, and its entire coaching training for how to coach uh, kids in the 14U league, which is anybody who's basically 13 or 14 years old. And what I really like about, uh, one of the things I really liked about this training is that there is lots of powerful information on healthy development and how to foster healthy growth. So for example, giving a lot of positive growth-oriented feedback. I've talked before about the growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And if you can focus your feedback on, oh, you're doing a great job doing the work here. You're, you're putting in the effort required to grow. You're, do you see how you're learning and developing and growing yourself, right? Um, and, and it's all about the growth, right? And so the focus is on effort, on work, on building skills, building strength, on what you do today being a, a something that feeds back on your capabilities as opposed to, oh, this is a good hockey player, this is a bad hockey player, why do you suck so much? And and so one of the things that this talked about is the harmful effects of you know tough love, uh, which is just a nice way of saying being heavily critical on people. And that little bit of the conversation is where this this discussion of fear of failure syndrome comes out when you when you're constantly criticizing and berating someone and treating them really terribly un, under this guise of oh I'm 
here to help them develop, right? You actually shut down their development and you shut down their potential and you can end up giving them this fear of failure syndrome. Now, I, you know, I, if, if I was to say like, oh, do I have fear, fear of failure syndrome? Where did it come from? Who specifically is to blame for it? That's actually not that helpful either. But, you know, through time, you deal with criticism, you deal with um, negative comments, you deal with all of that. And some of this, depending on how you process it, as well as what was actually given to you, may develop through time. And so I wanted to share like some signs that you might have fear of failure syndrome or that it might be impacting you. And, you know, the number one is, is like this obvious fear of failure, right? Uh, you try to do something and you can't and you recognize, you notice that you are afraid to fail. And you're like, oh, I'm afraid to fail at that. Therefore, I'm not going to do it. Uh, and OK, sure. Yes. And and for most of us, that's not how it's going to show up. And, um, and, and it's, it's just going to, it's going to show up in a much more subtle way. So here's some other subtle signs that you might be dealing with this and it might be holding you back from achieving what you want to achieve at work or in your job or in your career, in your business, like as you're looking to take things on. So if you struggle to take on tough tasks, that may be a sign that you're dealing with this fear of failure syndrome. Um, and Again, like I said, this isn't like a diagnosis. I'm not trying to diagnose here or anything, but it may be, it's helpful to have it as like a, an organizing concept for recognizing this and then to be able to proactively do things to counteract what's going on, right? So if you're struggling to take on tough tasks, like, oh, I don't think, I, I don't think I want to do that because it sounds too hard, right? Well, that could be a sign, right? Uh, if you don't step up into bigger roles, you're given opportunities to step up into a bigger role and you just won't do it. And you come up with some reason why, and it's usually a good, logical, justifiable reason why you can't do it. Uh, that may be a sign, uh, like maybe that reason why is completely accurate or, or if you're not stepping up into big, bigger roles consistently, if you're playing smaller, you could be dealing with this fear of failure, right? Um, or when you do, when you do step up into these bigger roles, these bigger opportunities, you struggle to complete your work. Like you, you just can't get it done. You deal with procrastination and avoidance. And um, on the other side of that is like perfectionism. So you keep working on it to make it better and better and better. Or, or you, um, you just can't bring yourself to work on it and instead you get lost in something else, right? Either, either one of those can be a sign of this. Like this, just in general, it's struggling to complete your work. Or if you, this is, been an issue for me, um, you know, that I continually try to work on, but difficulty handling negative feedback. If you, if, if, uh, so this can, this can manifest in a couple different ways. If you have negative feedback that you get and you kind of blow up, right. And you blame the other person and you tell them that they're wrong and you're all this anger comes out when around negative feedback. Well, that may be because you can't confront the fact that you might have failed, you might not have done well enough, or, or maybe you're really gracious about accepting the negative feedback, but it shuts you down, um, which is more likely what I'm going to deal with if I'm, if I'm going through something like this, right? If this is coming up, if I'm afraid to fail um, and I get some negative feedback and it kind of shuts me down, that may be dealing with this, this fear of failure, right? Um, and, and in general, like huge emotional swings based on client feedback. And it, it's not necessarily in the moment you're getting it, but around the time of getting client feedback. 
And like I said, like I've definitely dealt with this often for me, like the fear of failure does not show up at the start of a project. So I'll, I'll take on new things and they're exciting when I'm, when I'm having to deal with it, when I'm having to process it, it's often partway through when things are getting harder. And in a way, this is the most realistic part of every project, because this is when you run into all the hard work that it's going to take to be successful. And um, and and there's lots of ways that you can deal with that hard work, but it's definitely a natural part of the process that things are harder than your um, optimistic self hope for at the beginning, right? And uh, you know how the fear of failure comes out in your actual behavior uh, can can show up in lots of different ways. For me, I'm most likely to fall into avoidance behavior, so disappearing, like reading the news for the eighth time today, is probably something along the lines of of an avoidance behavior. Things like that. Um, but for me, really, the worst part of this, if I'm dealing with it, is that uh, creative problem solving, my capacity to do so, it can shrink. It can kind of shut down because I'm like flooded with this feeling of, of whatever it is, right? Like whatever this negative feeling is, it's, it's just like a cloud hanging over me. And when that cloud is hanging over me, I struggle to deal with like simple creative problem solving tasks, including... What am I going to write in this piece of copy, which is, you know, usually a, a really important creative problem solving task that I have to do on a very regular basis. And and the worst I, I well, I said the creative problem solving capacity shrinking is the worst part. But the worst part of that is that the more you let that control your behavior um, and the more that that manifests it, the more it's going to make everything worse. So. Uh, you go from, oh, I'm struggling on this particular piece of writing to all of a sudden I'm not getting as much done as I would like to, all of that, and that just compounds your challenges. So what you need to do then is you need to face your fear of failure. Right? Like if you're if if this is happening, especially on a subconscious level, uh, which is where most of it starts, right? Um, you need to face it head on. So let's talk about that. Your number one tool in terms of facing your fear of failure. Um, is awareness. So just make yourself aware of it. Bring your awareness to the fact that, oh, geez, I might be dealing with a fear of failure here. Um, and you don't have to diagnose yourself. And it's not some like, it's not some permanent thing. Like I have this permanent diagnosis of fear of failure syndrome. And I guess in that sense, the language um, is is potentially very destructive. It's It's just like this wave of a feeling, right? A feeling of fear of failure. And that wave can can be a big wave that lasts for days, or it can be a little wave that lasts for a short period of time. It can crest high and then fall quickly. It can be a big swell that crests high and takes a long time, right? Uh, but the important thing is to bring your awareness to it. So if you're struggling with work in any way, you can ask, how might fear of failure be contributing to my struggles? You can do it in your journal like that that's a great place to do it because it forces you to externalize the thoughts. How might fear of failure be contributing to whatever struggles I'm having with my work? If I'm struggling with focus, what feelings might I be trying to avoid through procrastination, right? If I'm not focusing, you could call that procrastination. Oftentimes procrastination, I'm really settling on this, this definition. Um, oftentimes procrastination is the external symptom of an internal desire to avoid negative feelings, right? And so the negative feeling could be a fear of failure, right? And so what feelings might I be trying to avoid through procrastination? If you're not stepping up for roles that you're qualified for, um, 
like I said, like sometimes there can be a good justification for that. Like you recognize that it would be better for the organization for someone else to take that project and for you to focus on something else, right? As an example. Um, But sometimes that's just because you are dealing with fear of failure. So what effect is a fear of failure having on your willingness to try these new roles, right? And if you can be clear about that, if you can be clear about the effect, then you can really start to, um, you can really start to improve your, uh, your willingness, you can strengthen your, your resolve for taking on those new roles. Um, and so, you know, again, the number one tool here is awareness, but there's, there's kind of more of a process that you can go through. And it starts with number one, accepting those feelings. So don't shut them down. Um, they're probably trying to tell you something, right? Anytime we have a feeling, it's often trying to tell us something. There's like a subconscious reaction going on. And those feelings are a sign of how our subconscious mind is processing the situation. And those feelings can actually be helpful. Like you say, what can I learn from you? Like, I I see you there. I see that you want my attention. What can I learn from you, right? And, And so what can you learn from the fear of failure? What can you learn about yourself? What can you learn about the work? Uh, what can you learn about how you want to show up for this? So there's a part of you that wants to shrink and hide, but there's another part of you that, that is interested in the first place. And how do you want to show up for this? Ideally, like for this scenario, whatever it is, what can you learn about anything that you need to do to preempt or reduce the risk of failure? So for example, from a copywriter's perspective, if you're afraid of getting the control, like on some some uh, new marketing test, one thing that you can do is you can suggest two or three or four different test um, uh, different test creatives that you would put into the test. Uh, so different headlines, different leads, whatever it is, three or four different test creatives that can be used. Um, and so one of those is going to perform the best among the four. And perhaps that's going to be what it takes for you to have the best, maybe if you're going up against other people, right? So what can you do, again, to preempt or reduce the risk of failure? Also, it's important um, as you go through this process to reframe failure. Failure can be a learning experience. It can help you grow and gain competence. Um, and when you use risk management of the failure, so for example, uh, testing four different headlines as opposed to testing one versus none, right? testing four different headlines or four different leads, that's a type of risk management so that if your number one idea is not the number one idea, but your number three idea turns out to be the number one idea, well, then you have managed risk. Um, Also, any kind of reduced size test can be a great way to manage risk, whatever it is, right? Think about how can I fail in a way where the, uh, the potential negative outcome is not significant, but if I succeed, the upside of that success is significant. And then just commit to taking the right action. Uh, if it's the right action, uh, and that right action could be, okay, I just need to write this email, right? I just need to sit down and write it. And I can edit it later, but I just need to write it now. So if it's the right action, the biggest failure is not taking it. Just do one small thing at a time, and that becomes your success. Do one small thing so that you have the success. Oh, I did it and I had the success, and I did it, and I had the success, and I did it. And this can come all the way down to something as simple, like I was on Reddit on the ADHD subreddit, and somebody had a comment about how uh, the first thing on their to-do list every morning is make a to-do list, and they're able to check it off right away, right? Doing that one small thing at a time, it gives you the feeling of success, 
so that you do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, right? And then dedicate yourself to long-term growth. You don't have to, to fix the fear of failure syndrome today. You don't have to heal yourself or cure yourself. And like I said, it's, it, it, syndrome sounds so permanent, but really it's like this, it's this feeling of the fear of failure, right? It's this feeling that crests and it falls, right? And you just have to learn how to ride that wave, how to face failure head on um, and, and maybe feel a little bit more in control of yourself through time feel a little bit more in control of how you're dealing with that fear of failure through time. And the good news is that it does get easier the more you do it, the more you put in the reps, which is another lesson from hockey. Like one of the best things that you can do to develop a kid's hockey skills is to just get them a million touches with the puck, get them a million times on their, on their skate. Yes, I know that's an exaggeration, but um, just put in the reps, right? And when it comes to facing your fear of failure, one of the single best things that you can do is to just put yourself in a situation where you might fail and realize that even if you do, even if you do, you're going to pick yourself up, you're going to dust yourself off, and you're going to get back in there, and you're going to put yourself in the next situation where you might fail. And that has so many applications through life and especially in marketing, copywriting, selling, business building, which is what we normally talk about here at Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Yeah, I'm Roy Fur. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. I hope you got value out of this. I would love to know, uh, you know what your biggest takeaway is. And don't forget, the first link in the description will take you to training your subconscious success mechanism, which is my training that will help you align your uh, subconscious, sometimes emotional self with your conscious, often logical, logical, rational self and get them both working in the service of your greater success. That link is in the description. I will catch you again in the next episode. See you soon. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.